you want to see the glory of God in your life, expose the hidden sin in your life. If we want to see the glory of God in this church, hidden sin has to be exposed and rooted out and cut out from among us. You know, the greatest tragedy when you hide sin is not the damage you cause to your own life. The greatest tragedy is when you're hiding sin, God does not receive the glory from your life that He created it to generate. Welcome to Resonate with Trent Griffith, Senior Pastor of Harvest Bible Chapel in Granger, Indiana. I'm Aaron Paulus. Last week we heard part one of the message, Buried by Sin, and learned that Israel experienced defeat when sin was hidden from God. Today in part two, Pastor Trent Griffith exposes the secret desires that caused Achan to hide his sin so that we can avoid the kind of painful consequences that he experienced. So open your Bible to Joshua chapter 7, and let's lean in to today's message. Here's Pastor Trent. Why are we so serious about exposing sin? Because God's glory is at stake among His people in the church. What you think is hidden, God sees in heaven. It's expressed in Psalm 139, verses 11 and 12. Here's a guy that's thinking, you know, maybe I can cover my sin. He says, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. But God says, even the darkness is not dark to me. And the night is as bright as the day for darkness is as light with me. Understand that hidden sin cannot be hidden from God. Hidden sin won't remain hidden. Hidden sin won't remain hidden. Look here at verse 15. So Joshua rose early in the morning and brought Israel near by tribe, and the tribe of Judah was taken. Skip down to verse 19. Then Joshua said to Achan, After they had whittled it down by tribe, by clan, by household, by man, he finally walks up to Achan. And eyeball to eyeball confronts him about his sin. And he says, my son, give glory to God. Give glory to the Lord God of Israel and give praise to Him and tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. Interesting, isn't it? If you're going to confront somebody over sin, have you ever had this conversation with somebody that you love? Maybe a child, maybe someone in your small group. It's a hard conversation, isn't it? It takes an incredible amount of love to have that hard conversation. You have to love someone enough to confront them over their sin. But I doubt that your conversation started with this. Give glory to the Lord God. Is that the way you start that conversation? So why did Joshua say that? It's because Joshua understood that giving glory to God and hiding sin are mutually exclusive activities. You can't do both at the same time. 
We sing the song, show me your glory, show me your glory. You want to see God's glory? Confess your sin. I, I remember as we used to travel around in life action, a lot of different churches, and, and uh, we would deal with sin. And a lot of times we would even have to deal with sin among a church staff, a pastoral staff. And I, I remember we were in this one church in Alabama, and, and this pastor, he loved to talk about the glory of God, and he loved to talk about the miraculous things, and he loved to talk about signs and wonders that were going on. And, and yet, when you talked to him, you never really felt like you were getting anything tangible or anything real that God was doing in his life. It was about 10 days into that meeting, he finally came in and confessed in humility that he'd been too busy in his ministry, he'd forsaken his ministry to his wife, he was way too caught up in his own personal activities and his personal performance, and he was, had become so proud. And he confessed that. And I just remember the glory of God descended in that conversation, and I looked at him and it's like, I said, you know what? That is the greatest sign of the glory of God that we've seen is a man humbly confessing his sin and crying out to God in need for a new start and for grace to do the thing that God has told him to do. Giving glory to God and hiding sin are mutually exclusive. If you want to see the glory of God in your life, expose the hidden sin in your life. If we want to see the glory of God in this church, hidden sin has to be exposed and rooted out and cut out from among us. You know, the greatest tragedy when you hide sin is not the damage you cause to your own life. You know what the greatest tragedy is? The greatest tragedy is when you're hiding sin, God does not receive the glory from your life that He created it to generate. God created you for one purpose. It's to give glory to Him. And when you're hiding sin, you're forfeiting the glory that is rightfully due to God. And so Joshua looks at him and says, Give glory to God. Praise God. And do not hide your sin. He goes on, look at verse 23. Actually, verse, verse 20. Achan finally answers Joshua, and he says, Truly, I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. And this is what I did. Now, Achan's going to get really specific here. Notice what he did. He says, when I saw the spoil, a beautiful cloak from Shinar and 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and I took them and see they are hidden in the earth inside my tent with the silver underneath. And so he sees this beautiful garment. And you just have to imagine what he was thinking. He's like, I could make that look so good. So he sees it and he has to think in himself, 
I need that garment. Don't look at me like you're pious. If you've ever been to the mall, you've thought the same thing. I need this, right? So what was going through his mind? What, what, was, what was he thinking? Now, I don't know what he was thinking really because, I mean, how are you going to wear that and people not know that did not come from the mall in Israel, right? That came from the mall in Jericho. I don't know where he's going to think he's going to wear this thing, but... And then he's, he, he sees silver and gold. And, and he's, I, I need that. Do you understand that sin is trying to satisfy a God-given desire in a God-forbidden way? What was the desire in Achan's heart in wearing the garment? Significance. If I wear that, people will think highly of me. If I wear that, I'm going to look good and I'll feel valued. You and I have that same need. Now listen, is the desire to feel significant and valued sinful? Yes or no? No. The desire to feel significant, God's built that into us. We want to feel like we're, we're built to do something great. The problem is, is that when you try to get your desire for significance met in a God-forbidden way, that's sin. And that's what happened to Achan. And then he grabs some gold and silver. What do you do when you grab gold and silver? What desire are you trying to meet? Desire for security, right? It's when we look to things that are created rather than the creator for our security that we sin. And so if I could just have some gold, if I could just have some silver, if I could just get my retirement account, if I could just kind of have this house and this car and all these different things financially work out, then I would feel more secure. It's a lie. And it so often leads us into sin. And that's exactly what happened to Achan. His desires for security and significance led him into sin. Notice the progression of sin. He outlines it in verse 21. How did that happen? Do you see what he says? I saw, I coveted, I took, and I hid. That's the progression of sin, right? We see it, we covet it. We take it and we hide it. And there are so many of us right now that have done the same thing. And right now you're hiding sin. And the desire that God has for you this morning is to get it out and confess it. You may need to confess it to God. You may need to confess it to your spouse. You may need to gather your children around and say, I have not been the man that God wants me to be. You may need to go to your small group when you meet next time and say, I'm aching. And here's what has taken place in my life. I've seen it. I took it. I covered it. I've hidden it. And I now want to confess it. Now, you may read this verse and it's like, well, Achan confessed his sin. I mean, he's so specific about what happened. What we don't see is the same level of humility and repentance that we saw earlier from Joshua. Where is the falling on his face 
Where is the ripping of his clothes? Where are the ashes on his head to indicate not only did I do it, but I hate that I did it. I'm so ashamed that I did it. I never want to do it again. And he, we don't see any of that. Do you understand that confession without repentance is just an announcement? And the last thing we need in church is more announcements. Have you announced your sin or have you turned from your sin and repented of sin? Hidden sin won't remain hidden. It's coming out. As we were in Belize this week, there was probably about a hundred pastors that we got to minister to. And, and uh, over a course of, of really 16-hour days, we were just trying to meet as many pastors as we could. And you got to kiss a lot of frogs to find a prince. So um, we, we spent a lot of time. And, and we really poured our, our lives into these people. We really grew to love these people. Andrea was with us. And, and um, while I was doing a session kind of down in the main auditorium of this church that we were meeting in, I was actually leading a session on the importance of the home in the life of a pastor and, and how you have to make sure that you don't put your ministry before your marriage because... It's so easy to believe that if I take care of my ministry, God will take care of my marriage. And I'm like, guys, that is a lie. You got to take care of your marriage and trust God to take care of your ministry because if you lose your marriage, you lose your ministry. That's what I was pouring into these pastors. At the very same moment, Andrea was upstairs in the church and she had about 25 of these pastors' wives and she was pouring into them. And after her session, one of these ladies went to Andrea and said, can I talk to you? And she said, sure. And she said, I'd like you to come back to my house. And so Andrea was going back to her house to sit and visit with her. And, and this lady said, I, I'm, I'm a little afraid to talk to you because it's about my husband. And, and she went on to tell Andrea that her husband, pastor, was actually living with another woman, committing adultery. And everybody in the church knew it. And all the pastors knew about it. Andrea grabbed a couple of other, other pastors and sat with this wife and that pastor along with two of our harvest pastors and Andrea and for hours pleaded with this man and this couple to repent of sin and put God back in the priority position in their life. Unfortunately, sadly, this pastor welled up with pride, put up walls, shut down, and chose to hide sin. Hidden sin won't remain hidden. God is going to bring it out. He loves His church way too much to let it continue. And then this, hidden sin will bring certain pain. We see that in Achan's life. Look at verse 22. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran to the tent and behold, it was hidden in his tent with the silver underneath and they took them out of the tent and brought them to Joshua and all the people of Israel, and they laid them down before who? Before the Lord. The Lord was there. The place to bring your hidden sin is into the presence of the Lord. Verse 24, And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver and the cloak and the bar of gold and his sons and his daughters and his oxen and his donkeys and his sheep and his tent and all that he had. And they brought them to the valley 
of Achor. The word Achor means trouble. And this was a valley, a low point of trouble. Verse 25, and Joshua said, why did you bring trouble on us? The Lord brings trouble on you today. And all Israel stoned him with stones and they burned them with fire and stoned them with stones. If Achan had had any foresight to believe that the price tag of his sin was that he was going to lose everything and that sin was going to bring certain pain, not only to him, but to his wife and to his children and everything that had anything to do with him would be lost. Do you think he would have valued that garment? Do you think he would have wanted to pay that kind of price tag for his sin? No, and so that's the way it works. The devil wants to blind you to the price tag of sin. He wants to whisper in your ear and say, this won't cost you anything. This won't hurt you. This won't hurt anybody. And that's what he does. He deceives us into thinking we can tolerate this in our lives. And we don't understand the pain that sin will bring into our lives. And so Joshua and the people say, we're not going to let this virus spread. We're going to deal with it right here and right now because we don't want to trouble the rest of the people. I heard this week a report that um, Shamu is sick. Did you hear this? Have you ever gone to SeaWorld and, and seen? They call him Shamu. This is actually Tilikum. And um, recently, our family watched this very troubling documentary called Blackfish about Tilikum. He's a 35-year-old whale that's been at SeaWorld for, for many years. And, of course, you've seen the tricks and how the trainers get in the water with them and all the different things, and we all applaud. But the reality is this. Tilikum is a killer whale. And in fact, he's actually killed three trainers in his lifetime. Now, I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm thinking if you get into the water with an animal that has killer for his first name, you probably get what you deserve, right? I mean, sad reality here. But um, do you understand this? There has never been a report of any kind of a killer well harming a human being as long as he is in the wild. The problem happens when you try to contain them or train them or play with them. And the same thing is true with sin. If you try to manage your sin, if you try to contain your sin, if you try to train it and do tricks when you want it to behave and you play with it, that's what gets you in trouble. You cannot manage sin. Hidden sin will bring certain pain. Proverbs 28 verse 23 says this, whoever conceals his transgression will not 
prosper. You like promises in God's word? Here's one for you. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. What do I do immediately after I sin? You have two options. You can either conceal it, which will ensure certain pain in the future, or you can confess it and obtain mercy. Two options every time I sin. The pain of Achan's sin took the form of physical pain. The people circled around Achan, and they all grabbed stones, and they began to hurl them at Achan. Pretty soon, bruises appeared on his body. Pretty soon, blood started to flow. And pretty soon, he was dead and buried by sin. Now, if you're here this morning and you're contemplating becoming a Christian and you're thinking, that's what church people do. They circle around you, they pick up stones, and they hurl them at you when you confess sin. Let me tell you a little story in the New Testament. There was a lady who was committing adultery. She was caught. Her sin was exposed. They drug her out in the streets. And they threw her at the feet of Jesus. And those self-righteous religious leaders said, Jesus, the law says she should be stoned. What do you say? Do you remember what Jesus said? Let him who is without sin cast the first stone. And they all dropped the rocks and left. And then Jesus leaned down to this woman and said this, who is there to condemn you? And she said, no one. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. Here's the last thing we need to learn about hidden sin. Hidden sin doesn't have to bury you. The whole chapter starts out with this statement. And the Lord's anger burned against Israel. Then look at verse 26. The last verse in the chapter says this, And they raised over him a great heap of stones that remains to this day. Then the Lord turned from his burning anger. Have you found yourself in the story yet? You and I are modern-day Aikens. The reason I know that is because we've already dismissed all the perfect people. The only people left are people like Achan who have sinned. We've broken faith. We've transgressed. We have tried to satisfy God-given desires in a God-forbidden way. And here we are. And do you understand that the Lord's anger burns against us? Our only hope of making it out alive is for something to motivate God to turn His anger away from us. Do you understand what happened 2,000 years ago? One day, God sent His Son and hung Him on a cross. For six hours, God 
hurled stones of judgment and anger and wrath at his own son. And he threw strikes. And there were bruises that appeared on Jesus' body. And there was blood that flowed until finally Jesus was dead and buried by your sin. And they put one final stone in front of the tomb. And for three days... Jesus was crushed by the weight of your sin and my sin. But three days later, the stone was rolled away and Jesus was victorious over sin and death and spiritual defeat was crushed by the weight of a victory that Jesus won over my sin. Only those who will confess and believe that Jesus paid the price tag for the sin that I committed. Only those that trust in the Savior's love and victory that He won at Easter over sin. Only those that believe have any hope that God's anger will be turned on the day of judgment. Where does God find you this morning? Does he find you hiding sin? Do you know the reason we hide sin? It's because we don't think there's any remedy for it. We don't think that God's gracious enough and good enough and forgiving enough to forgive a modern day Achan like me. Do you have a broken faith? The remedy is to repent and believe. It's the only remedy for sin. And to trust that Jesus Christ on that cross took every stone that should have been hurled at me. Is there any hidden sin in here? Now's the time to confess it and deal with it. Some of you need to go to God right now in your heart of hearts and quit justifying, and quit rationalizing, and quit moralizing, and blaming somebody else for your sin, and you need to repent, fall on your face, and repent of sin. But don't leave it there. Some of you need to go to a spouse, you need to go to a child, you need to go to a parent. Some of you need to get on the phone or walk into an employer's office this week and confess that you have wronged that person some of you may need to come to a pastor and confess, I have been hiding sin for years and I'm tired of it. And today I repent. What is God asking you to do? Today, Pastor Trent Griffith taught us that sin happens when we try to satisfy God-given desires in God-forbidden ways. We also learned we have two choices when our sin is exposed. We can conceal it and guarantee certain pain, or confess it and receive the mercy of God. As people who have received God's mercy, we can't wait to gather together each week at Harvest Bible Chapel to worship Jesus Christ who paid the price for our sin. 
we'd like to invite you to join us this weekend at either our Granger, Indiana or our St. Joseph, Michigan campus. Campus locations and service times can be found on our website, harvestgranger.org. Well, I'm Aaron Paulus. Thanks for joining us today. And I hope that God's word will resonate in your heart and mind this week. Resonate is a radio ministry of Harvest Bible Chapel Granger. Visit us online at harvestgranger.org.